Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, the podcast where two 30-year-olds guide you through the latest trends, creators, and stories from the TikTok universe. I'm Melissa Rosen. And I'm Dina Greenbaum. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Mamadou Jai is our biggest guest on the podcast so far with over 14.9 million TikTok followers on his account at mjai underscore 97. We are going to crown him the king of animal talk because he's the ultimate animal TikToker and we're just huge fans of his. I especially love the giant moose TikToks. Funny thing is, this is the whole reason I even started making videos like this. Thought from watching Animal Planet, I knew all I needed to know about moose, but then I saw it next to a car and it fucked up my entire understanding. And you know what's crazier? I got a lot of comments from people in Canada saying, yeah, that sounds about right. I see them all the time, like on the sidewalk and shit like that. And I'm like, okay, and you're okay with this? Shit's really crazy. Canadian can really see a moose in their backyard and it'll be a normal Thursday afternoon for them. Meanwhile, I have to cross the street when there's too many geese on one side of the sidewalk. So now my question is, is there such a thing as moose insurance? Like if a moose comes by and decides to fuck your shit up, are you insured by that? He has a new book out called 100 Animals That Can Fucking End You. And everyone needs to buy this book and follow him on TikTok. It's a big honor to have you on the podcast. So welcome to Too Old for TikTok. Yeah, thanks for having me. Our first question do you consider yourself too old for TikTok? Uh, you know, ironically, when I first downloaded it, yes, because uh, you know the whole uh, connotation was that it was like a kids app and everything. But um, I guess I downloaded around the time everybody else downloaded it. Everyone was in quarantine; they had nothing better to do. They heard about TikTok, and I think I made the excuse that everyone else made that I was downloading it as a joke. But um, yeah, uh, it, I always mention it because it's always funny how things lined up. Uh, I got laid off, uh, like. I think the day before I downloaded TikTok or it was the day after it was right, right then. So I went from uh, just downloading it as a joke to not having anything better to do. It's just I'm just going to make one video and see how that goes. And uh, yeah, things kind of just snowballed from there. Yeah, that's amazing. Melissa and my journey are very similar. Um, well, I was on before COVID and then I begged my friends to get on during COVID and COVID sort of is what pushed them over the edge. Can you, you talked a little bit about uh, getting laid off, but can you explain your background before TikTok and then uh, elaborate on your journey into your TikTok success? Yeah, so I actually went to uh, Rutgers uh, University over in New Brunswick, New Jersey. I graduated in 2019. I majored in environmental science and uh, I was working in environmental management at the beginning of 2020. And uh, basically it was like uh, you would go to these different sites that are either about to get up, that were either abandoned or people are trying to build new sites upon them. And we do these little surveys where we take like samples from all types of material, the tiles, the walls, the ceilings, everything. And uh, they check them for VOCs like volatile organic compounds and things like that. So, you know, you have to be really thorough. So um, there's that. And there's also sometimes I would be a project manager for asbestos surveys, which were mostly in New York. And they were mostly done on like public schools and stuff. The problem was uh, COVID. Well, COVID, the epicenter for the virus was kind of in New York. That's where most of our work was based. A lot of our work was outside. Well, inside, actually, especially with the asbestos surveys. And uh, I was still very much in the training phase. I was only working there for about uh, three or four months. So every time I had to go to a site, I had to have somebody with me. So essentially, it felt like they were paying like two people for one person's job. So I kind of saw the writing on the wall. Uh, I knew it was coming. So um, eventually, they kind of just had to lay me off just because, you know, they have to cut losses. So that's why I don't really hold it against them at all. But uh, 
Yeah, I heard about TikTok. Uh, nothing good about it, by the way. Whenever I heard, hear about TikTok, somebody <laughs> trashing it or making fun of somebody, or it's like, hey, look at look at this, whatever this person's doing. Um, and then, yeah, I was bored and unemployed. I had nothing better to do. I downloaded the app and uh, I, I took my brother. I was like, hey, let's make a TikTok. And I had no, and at that point, I did feel too old for TikTok because it took me three hours plus to film like a 10 second video because I had no idea how to like for, I don't know why it was so complicated for both of us but it was and uh yeah man it's from that it was so weird thinking about it from that day for a solid maybe year and a half I posted every single day like I didn't go a day without posting and at one point I was posting maybe four to five videos a day especially when I got into like the animal stuff because I realized that uh, people kind of uh, we're really into this kind of thing. My uh, page grew a lot from that. And uh, yeah, that's kind of how um, I ended up here. What were sort of the first things you started posting before you found your niche in Animal Talk? It's always funny because it had nothing to do with animals. I was posting like little skits, situational comedy and things like that. Like a uh, uh, little like kind of self-deprecating humor about like uh online dating tinder uh just growing up in like a immigrant family having strict parents things like that early on i did get like a good amount of like uh, views and engagement and i was like huh that was kind of easy uh, let me just keep going i guess and uh yeah that i kind of i had about five thousand followers up until when i started posting the animal videos and uh it's funny you brought the moose one up that was that might have been the first one actually because I remember watched, seeing a video of a moose next to a car, and I was like, I, I like to think I know a lot about animals, and I completely forgot just how big moose are. And I was like, <laughs> I, I think maybe people would get a kick out of this. So I made a video about uh, animals that are way bigger than you think. Animals that are much bigger than you thought versus the brown bear. Now, I did some research, and a brown bear can be up to 10 feet tall, which is the height of a basketball room, which means the average person can't jump high enough to touch the top of a bear's head. Just kind of fucking terrifying. Next is a gray wolf. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I went my entire life thinking the wolf was like the size of the average size dog, like golden retriever or something, but that's not the case. And it makes you think somebody looked at this and thought, yeah, that'd make a great pet. That... And we turned that into a beagle. What the f Now, this personally fucked me up because I had no idea pigs actually got this big. Like, this, this doesn't seem right. This next one's my favorite. Y'all see this shit, right? Y'all see the moose? And y'all see the car? You see how ridiculous this is? Bro, if you're in a car accident with a moose, yeah, I am praying for your car. It was supposed to just be a one-off video because I didn't, I wasn't even sure people were like interested in that kind of thing. That video did pretty well. So I did a part two that did well. And I remember even saying like, like part three or four, I'm going to do this until like it flops and no one cares about it anymore. And uh, I think I ended up doing like eight or nine parts. And then I started branching off into other like zoology centric videos. And uh, my page really took off from there. And yeah, uh, again, I, I didn't have a job at the time. So I kind of treated it as a job. I would like wake up early, try to come up with ideas, film, like post like maybe three, four, sometimes five videos a day. But um, originally, videos had absolutely nothing to do with animals. Yeah, it's so funny to hear people's like journey, because I think everybody started out just sort of throwing things at the wall, like TikTok's such a random place. But I, I mean, I'd love to hear, obviously, we all had the stigmas going in about TikTok. But now on the other side of it, like, what do you love about TikTok? And specifically, like, if you could talk more about the sort of community you've built on there. I love that it's not uh, just catered to one specific demographic. It's like a smaller YouTube. Um, there is something for everyone. There's a book talk. There's a cook talk. There's um, like for fitness, 
uh, people that are into fashion, obviously animal science, like uh, my lane. So there's kind of something for everybody. Uh, you don't, and uh, I don't think you really can be too old for TikTok. There's something for uh, everybody on there. I'm sorry. What was your second question? Um, more about the community. Obviously, TikTok's huge with engagement and like the comments. Like I'm sure that's how your animal stuff took off. Is people were just commenting more and more, and you were able to respond. Yeah. So like, I'm always interested to hear what your understanding of like the community you've built and who these people are and who's watching and, and engaging with your stuff. It's nice that everyone's like really super positive. Um, I know some parts of TikTok can be pretty toxic, but uh, so far it's been uh, pretty positive. Everyone's really kind. But what really surprised me was um, I didn't think there would be such a lane for like this kind of thing. Like I was always like an animal nerd as a kid. I was watching these documentaries and shows and stuff. And uh, I didn't think a lot of people were like kind of into that kind of thing. So to see all these people from all these like different backgrounds, like young, you have young kids that'll tell me that, um, that they kind of want to go into like marine biology or zoology or something like that. And then you'll have older people that watch the old like uh, documentaries that I used to watch. And they're all here in the same place in the same comment section. So that's pretty cool to see like there's still that interest uh, among multiple demographics. It's it's definitely great to see. Yeah, the animal stuff, it's, it is such a like all encompassing topic. Like I, I, I think I saw one of your TikToks, you had said like, you were just obsessed with like those National Geographic books as a kid. And I was like, so was I. Like, I remember yeah, having like Zubats. shelves, yeah, of those books. And so it's like, yeah, we're like 10 years older than you. And that still is like a similar thing we went through when we were kids too. So it's, yeah, this animal stuff really resonates with so many people. Yeah, I think that was one of the leading factors as to why I grew so fast. Because there isn't really, you can't really like, pigeonhole that kind of thing you know i guess with fitness like fashion obviously like some people are into it some people aren't i feel like a lot of people are interested in animals and even if they're not like i guess the way that i talk or like some of the jokes that i make like you don't really have to be interested in animals to find it entertaining so uh i guess that's why it's like uh everything like kind of exploded the way that it did that's so true. I love that you put your personality in it. And I think your book says that you went to the Bronx Zoo when you were younger with your mom and you said, I'm going to become a zookeeper one day. So fast forward to animals are just like a huge part of your life and livelihood now. How does that make you feel? It's funny because things really do come full circle. And I do remember coming back from the zoo and also I would play this game called Zoo Tycoon. Oh, yes. And like uh, yeah, oh, I'm so glad you know what that <laughs> yeah. is. And I, yeah. I love that. And that's what that and then the Bronx Zoo, I said, Mom, I want to be a zookeeper. She wasn't that thrilled about that. <laughs> but um, I wouldn't say I lost the interest in animals, but it kind of took a backseat to other things. I wanted to explore other stuff. I was really into basketball. I was really into different other things. You know, you want to explore different interests that you have in high school and especially college. But uh, again, when I'm back in quarantine where I had nothing better to do, like I kind of like rediscovered that uh, love that I had for animals, mostly by watching the same shows that I watched as a kid, which is interesting because like it, it's still like I still got something out of it, even though I started watching when I was like seven. So, uh, yeah, it's like it's cool seeing things come full circle. That's incredible. Uh, let's get into your book. How did you get a book deal? Uh, they publishers actually reached out to us and uh, they presented everything. They laid everything out and they made everything seem pretty smooth because originally if you would have said, hey, do you want to write a book? I would probably say like, I mean, yeah, but I don't have time for that kind of thing. Right. But um, no, it was pretty easy. I, the, the process of making it was pretty much in the same vein as how I make my videos. 
And in some ways it was easier because, you know, you have time constraints on TikTok. All, obviously, people have a really short attention span. So you have to, like, get their attention really fast. Uh, you try to get through everything you want to say in a short time. Now they've uh, kind of uh, opened it up to where you have up to three minutes. Actually, I think now the recent updates like 10 minutes. Yeah. But when I started, it was one minute. Yep. So I was like speed running through everything that I had to say. But like with this book, I could kind of I could kind of go as far down the rabbit hole as I wanted to. I could ramble on. And uh, if you get the book, you can definitely tell what my favorite animals are based on how long their passages are. <laughs> Some animals got like a page, a couple paragraphs. Some got like a couple pages. So, you know. It's not hard to tell like where my biases are, but um, yeah, it was pretty. Everything went pretty easy. The writing process wasn't was uh, it wasn't very it wasn't as tedious as I thought it would be. I got a lot of enjoyment out of it, and uh, yeah, it's great. I will say I am disappointed because I I can tell what your favorite animals are, and I have a turtle. I've had the same turtle since I was six years old, and there's nothing about turtles in there. So if I could make uh, one request, maybe you know, do a turtle video or do you have any turtle facts you can tell us? Uh, well, in my defense, like uh, <laughs> you don't really think of turtles as inherently dangerous unless you're like True. sticking your finger like in their face. <laughs> but um, facts about turtles uh, off the top of my head, leatherback sea turtles are way bigger than anyone like realizes. And I've talked about it multiple times and I always get the same reaction. They're like massive. They can mm -hmm. weigh like couple thousands of pounds uh they have an incredible lifespan one of probably one of the most difficult childhoods of any animal honestly oh, it's wow. like a nightmare if you really when you really <laughs> think about it they have no parents they have to just crawl to the sea and hope they don't get picked off by like a dog or a seagull they have to swim for hours in the open ocean and uh we don't make it easier because with our lights and stuff sometimes they crawl in the wrong direction so it's like so many things that can go wrong so it's like and that's the thing, like knowing so much about animals, it's cool. But sometimes I'll see a sea turtle and then like the darkest part of my mind is like, you know, for every one sea turtle you see, he probably had like like hundreds of brothers that never made it. Oh, no. So, you know, they're, uh, they're impressive creatures. I mean, they're vi they've been more or less the same for like millions of years. So I guess they're doing something right. right. Oh, and for your turtle fact, uh, there was an ancient turtle. I forgot what it's called. It starts with an A, I, but um. It was the size of like a small car. And if you look at its skeleton, there's pictures of its skeleton. This thing is massive. If you just look up prehistoric turtle, these things were huge. Oh wow. my God. Yeah. There's some turtle facts for you. You delivered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so funny. You do this thing in the book called like the Merck scale. And, you know, I'm really showing my too old for TikTokness here. I didn't know what Merck meant at first. <laughs> um, I had to Urban Dictionary it. So can you tell, like, our listeners who might not know what Merck means and then, like, what the Merck scale is in your book? Basically, Merck is me trying to say kill without guidelines coming after me. And I think that's where most of my expressions came from because you can only say kill or die so many times so you kind of have to get creative and uh merc i think that's like a new jersey like philadelphia kind of slang it's like just to you know merc somebody but uh yeah the merc rating is just how dangerous the animals are according to my personal bias you know uh usually towards humans but uh also their animal ironically there are animals that are incredibly dangerous and very like they're like apex predators but they're not like dangerous to people. So I will give one spoiler, like killer whales, they're like the top predators of the ocean. Great white sharks are afraid of killer whales, 
they don't go after people like a killer whale has never killed a person in the wild at all so like making that ratings like there are 10 but um, like if you're a seal or something but if it's you then you'll probably be fine right mm. You set up your table of contents in the book like a TikTok page. So you have animals that look deadly but aren't part two. You have four bugs you should social distance from. So <laughs> did you do that on purpose? Can you explain a little more about the, the setup of your book? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's definitely an homage to like how I would uh, do things, structure things on TikTok. Because, again, really short attention span. You have even less than on YouTube or Instagram because you have like seconds to get their attention. So a lot of times I would have these like outrageous titles that are, like, I try not to be clickbait, but I wanted like, you know, fostering like an interest. So saying like four bugs, four dangerous bugs. OK, four bugs you should socially distance from. You know, there's kind of a difference there. Yeah. So it's definitely something that um, that was definitely intentional. Um, like the comparison to like uh, what I do on TikTok is definitely there. So. Yeah, I'm glad I, I'm glad you brought that up. I kind of forgot that I even did that. It's genius. It's so it's just so smart. It is. It's so clever. I feel like this book is just like a must have for any TikTok fans. Like it's like yes. TikTok in a book. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. Well, back to TikTok a little bit. I'm always curious, you know, these famous creators on TikTok, like what does your actual for you page look like? What type of content are you watching on TikTok? Man, sometimes it gets weird. Sometimes I'll get these like drama videos. And I guess that's my fault because when something happens, I'll like go in the comments because I have no idea what's going on or I'll watch other videos for context. And then TikTok's like, I guess this is what he does want to see. <laughs> uh, I get that. I'll get um, I, I have other like animal talk creators as well. Uh, fitness, because I am also into fitness a little bit. I get those. Uh, what, what other videos do I get? Yeah, and then I get a lot of just random like videos that got like, I, you know, like I uh, you're familiar with Vine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'd have uh, those videos like that, really short videos that are like just really absurd and obscure, and they have millions <laughs> yes. of views, and they like show me, and I'm like, okay, that's that's fun, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Do you have other accounts? Because I know that you can like sort of play with the algorithm to kind of get different things on different accounts. Have you ever tried that or you just have your one kind of big yeah, account? I just, yeah, I just have my one. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't really have, feel like I had a reason to get a second one. Plus, I know I would I know eventually I would accidentally post like on the wrong account because yeah. <laughs> I know that's that's that would just be me showing my age. I know that's I, I would definitely do it. So no, nah, I just have the one account. Who are some of your favorite creators on the app? Uh, I like, uh, obviously, Animal Talk, but mostly uh, also story times, people that tell stories and stuff like that, uh, history lessons. Uh, mostly educational TikTok is pretty cool because they're always find they're, it never feels like they're just lecturing you. They always there's always like the entertaining aspect that they have. So off the top of my head, there's uh, Lindsay Nicole. She does a lot of the same things I do, but she mo mostly f focuses on prehistoric animals and evolution. There's uh, Jay's Historic Pets, who teaches about animals while actually being there with him. So he'll tell you about crocodiles while actively feeding one. Wow. Uh, they have these like uh, story pages, these uh, these Reddit posts. So I, I'm a, I found that pretty interesting because I would watch those on YouTube and then I started getting them on TikTok. So like I felt like I was being watched a little bit. <laughs> but um yeah though those reddit the reddit um reddit confessionals are like pretty good I, I get those on tiktok a lot but yeah for the most part um people are really creative with the way they convey information and that's always fun to see so 
Um, that's kind of like why I, going back to why I say no one's really too old for TikTok, because originally I thought it was just, you know, the dances and everything like that. Not really my type of thing, but uh, there's that. And um, I get a lot of like uh, I feel like you can get a lot out of that. And you do actually learn a lot from educational TikTok. So, yeah, that's those are the accounts I usually look out for. Yeah, I know I've learned a lot from your account, just going to your page and the way you organize it. If you have any questions about a certain animal, you can just click in and learn these facts in, in under 60 seconds, which is great. And then that translates so well to your book. So you just did an awesome job with that. It's amazing. So thank you for being the king of uh, animal talk. Yes. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say king, but, uh, you know, I think I'm <laughs> yeah. definitely up there. Uh, I feel like the people that are actually get to showcase the animals while they're like talking about them. I think that's kind of like the next step. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely something like I would like to do in the future something in the vein of like a coyote peterson or jeremy wade i think like those are like the actual like kings of their field because that's probably the best way to like make something resonate with somebody like if you're talking about a coyote with like a coyote on your head and the reason i said i was just watching a coyote peterson video because it was like a coyote meets a coyote and i was like oh that's that's funny that's that's nice (laughs) that's awesome but has anyone approached you like in addition to the book like has anybody approached you about doing other appearances or partnerships with animals uh i get i get a lot of stuff um like um like in real life type of stuff um or on i feel like i do yeah, uh, I do occasionally. Uh, everything like usually goes through my manager first, and she kind of filters out and see what's the to see what's the best like opportunity for me. So far, I've been so busy like with the book and everything else that I couldn't really take any other like uh, opportunities that I had. But uh, since now that the book's out and I can kind of like uh, dial down like the promotion and every other thing, you might you might see me like maybe I'll have a coyote on my head. Yeah. But, you know, maybe <laughs> yeah. that'd be nice. Yeah. That would be great. You said it here first, and then when we see it, we'll we'll think back to this time. <laughs> All right, we're going to do a lightning round. So we'll ask you a bunch of questions, and whatever comes to top of mind first, uh, just let us know. Awesome, let's do it. First question, your favorite animal fact? Favorite animal fact would have to be, oh, man, that's tough. Uh, well, my favorite animals are elephants. So I like the fact that uh, they're incredibly intelligent. They're intelligent enough to have empathy, compassion. They grieve their loved ones. There was a video where they came across the bones of their former matriarch. Those are like the female leaders of the herd. And they just were passing the bones around. They were feeling them with their feet in their trunks. And they were just having this whole mourning ceremony. And now, actually, I just remember my favorite fact, actually. Okay, you said lightning round. I'm sorry, I'm going to drone. On, right. But uh, there was Anthony Lawrence. He was a conservationist. He uh, was considered an elephant whisperer because he did all these all this conservation work with elephants to protect them. One time they left like a what was it like a reserve so where they could p- potentially be uh, harmed by poachers, and he managed to get them back into the reserve. I don't even know how he did like by using body language or like the tone of his voice. I don't. I still don't know how he did that. So he was called the elephant whisperer. And unfortunately, he died from a heart attack, I think, uh, t- March 12th, Mar- March 6th, 6th, 2012. The date's important because two days later, a whole bunch of elephants came and for some of them traveled like hours away to his house and held what looked like a two day vigil, like they are having like mourning their, the loss of him. And it sounds so absurd because some of that, like you would think they would have no way of knowing how he died, but 
yeah, they were there for like two days. And then now what I found out later was that they now come to his house every year around the same time that he passed away in March. And they've been doing it. To my knowledge, they've been doing it every single year. So, yeah, that's probably my favorite fact. My mind is blown. Oh, my God. That's crazy. That just makes me feel like the world is connected. Yeah. There's something spiritual and amazing about this world. Wow. Yeah, we take for granted just how intelligent these animals can be. Just because they can't, like, express themselves in our language. They are very, very, like, uh, in-depth creatures. God, that is an awesome fact. Mm, once again, you deliver. Okay. <laughs> this is why you're this good. Um, all right. Who, what is your favorite animal? Elephants. Elephants, yeah. There you go. That's an easy one. What about least favorite animal? Uh, I wouldn't say I have a least favorite, but for some reason, as a child, I was afraid of pigeons, and I have no idea why. And I lived in the worst area to have the fear like that. <laughs> And it was weird because I held spiders and snakes like as a kid, like whole pythons that were like too heavy for me to hold by myself when I was six. But if I saw a pigeon, I would just like go the other (laughs) way. I don't know where it came from. I think it might have been their eyes or something. Uh, I've gotten over the fear, but I'm still I have like a cautious like respect for them. But uh, I wouldn't say least favorite, but um, there was a time where they were. I would have to agree with that one. Living in New York City, the pigeons still scare me. I, I st- try to stay far away from them, but it's hard. They're they're everywhere. I think that's what makes it so oh, scary. Yeah. You can't get away from them. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I went with my family to France, and their pigeon problem made New York look like a cakewalk. They're, really? Not only are they everywhere, they are bold, and they'll go into buildings. Like <laughs> We were having ice cream, and a pigeon got inside like the ice cream store. And like, I got like flashbacks of when I was like afraid of them as a kid. I was like, this is, <laughs> this would not have been a good place to grow up for me. No, oh wow. That's oh my funny. God, that's so good. All right, what's your favorite trend or dance on TikTok? Favorite trend or dance? Uh, I don't really uh, consume like the dancing content, but favorite trend, favorite trend. There are so many, it's hard to like uh, narrow one down. I guess I like seeing like the transformation videos. I think those are pretty cool. Um, something like uh, what, what was it? Something like sixteen missed calls or something, where it shows somebody like a couple years ago and where they are now, or like yeah. somebody that was like in a bad situation before and like they overcame that. I trends like that. Like it's just it's like a shot of like serotonin. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's great. What is your number one piece of TikTok advice? Don't focus too much on the numbers of everything. Like if you make videos that you're, you shouldn't, obviously like if a video does poorly or a bunch of videos do poorly, then maybe you could like look at your content, see what you can change. See, maybe you're not like catching people's attention. Maybe you have poor retention time or something like that. But if you're making, you shouldn't have to like change who you are to like fit something on TikTok. Like with me, like uh, I feel like other people were doing animal facts, but like that was kind of like, it was pretty natural to me. So if I were to like be on TikTok for like dancing and stuff like that, that was, that would be, I would, I wouldn't be being myself, you know, if that, if that makes sense. So there's that. And you should also like, if you're like take pride in your videos and you put a lot of work into the videos, you really shouldn't get discouraged if you don't get a whole lot of views because you know, that just happens. There's, you just can't really control that. The algorithm is fickle like that, especially on TikTok. Like on TikTok, it, sometimes it really doesn't matter if you have millions of followers, some videos just won't hit. So you can't really just take that in stride and, uh, yeah, just keep uh, trying to produce content, keep trying to be consistent. And, uh, 
yeah, those are those would be my TikTok tips. Do you have a video that you took your time on and you posted and you're like, this is going to be the best video ever and it was just a complete flop? Uh, one doesn't really come to mind. I think it would be like, uh, actually, this will go back to when I was doing, I would do trends like everybody else early, like in the pre-animal TikTok days. And I would be like, huh, I did what everyone else does. I, other people are like blowing up. I wonder why mine didn't work. So, you know, it, it forces you to like compare yourself to other people, which is just inherently unhealthy. So that's you can't really look at it like that, because also you have videos that did better than other people's and you can't really explain why. So it's like, you know, you, you know, you can kind of like take it both ways, but you can't really like uh, look too much into it. That's good advice. What's one thing you want people to know about you that they can't get through the book or from TikTok? Uh, you know, despite my, like, the 97 being in my username, I'm not, like, 17 years old or, like, a <laughs> high school kid. I'm, like, I, I, I don't, I mean, I get it. I have a baby face, and you only really see my face on TikTok. But everyone expects me to be, like, a skinny teenager. So then when they go on Instagram and they see what I actually look like, they seem, like, shocked or, like, they say that I catfish them or something. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, like, um, really into sports. I'm really into – I love basketball. Uh, I like working out, stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not a child. That's, that's, I guess that's what I would say. So, but you were born in 97, though, right? Yes. Yes, okay. <laughs> Where do you see the future of TikTok? Uh, I kind of alluded to this before, but I think being able to do what I do now, but uh, actually be like outside, like be out in the field while watching this stuff happen and being able to convey to people, I think that's what would really resonate. Uh, I think that would be the next step because there's only so much you can really say from like in front of a green screen. I feel like obviously like you, you can still like uh, leave people with something that way. But I think the people like, I, again, I go back to Coyote Peterson because you can remember you think of an animal and then you think of like his interactions with that animal. Like he had the coyote episode, he had a wolf episode. There was one time he got stung by a wasp, like those kind of things. So you remember like the wacky, like um, antics that he gets himself into, but you also remember like the facts that come with it. You remember his uh, message and his push for conservation and uh, just general awareness, that kind of thing. So I feel like that would be for me, that would be like the next step. That's something I would definitely uh, aspire for. Love that. Yeah. Okay. Well, finally, go ahead and tell us what you're working on, where our listeners can find you, where they can find your book, where they can buy this book. Once again, I've said you are a fan of TikTok. You should have this book on your shelves. It's very fun. Yes. <laughs> buy this book. It is amazing. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it's uh, available on Amazon. Uh, it's a uh, in a couple of bookstores. I don't remember exactly what bookstores, but it's uh you can also get physical copies. I also have an audio book because again, oh, yeah. this generation attention span non-existent. So, you know, if you want to just listen to me talk, you're not tired of my voice, there's that. Um, you can find me obviously on TikTok, MJI underscore ninety-seven. Uh my Instagram, I believe, is this exact same handle. I have a YouTube channel where I make this where I can kind of have do the same thing with the book where I'm not really like limited by time constraints. I can kind of like just go and talk on and on. So my YouTube is casual geographic on YouTube. And uh, yeah, right now, I guess I'm trying to just see how far I can like take this social media thing. Everything happened so fast. I didn't really have time to plan, like mark things out, have these different milestones. So right now I'm just trying to see how far I can take things. I'm still on TikTok, still posting every day for the most part. Uh, trying to do the same as in, on Instagram, uh, 
what can, people can look forward to. I don't want to give away too much, but uh, my YouTube channel is uh, going to look pretty different in a couple of weeks. And uh, in, in, I mean that in a good way, too. So hopefully I'm trying to up the production quality, uh, come out with more videos and more content. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely something I'd say people can look out for. Nice. That's awesome. I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on Too Old for TikTok, even though no one is too old for TikTok. I'm glad you agree. And everyone needs to buy your book, follow you on TikTok, and uh, hopefully you can come back sometime soon. Definitely. I, I would love to. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you. Please rate, review, subscribe, share the podcast with friends, visit the blog too old for tiktok.com the number two the number four and see you next week bye everybody